Vim users are unforgiving of plugins that impair performance. Luckily, Vim provides built-in profiling tools that make it easy to diagnose performance issues. We'll start by looking at how to profile the VimRC file, then move on to a real-world scenario where profiling helped to identify and alleviate a performance bottleneck. Vimcast is supported by Xerium Networks. If you need to build a reliable, scalable network that can support your growing business needs, then get in touch with Xerium Networks and be sure to say you heard about them here. Vim provides an EX command for profiling scripts and functions written in VimScript. The basic strategy goes like this. We'll begin by calling profile start and providing a file name where we'd like the results to be written. Then we'll call profile file and provide the path of the VimScript that we'd like to analyze. The simplest way to set up profiling is to do it as Vim launches. Vim provides a couple of command line flags that allow us to run EX commands at launch. The CMD flag allows us to run an EX command before the vimrc file has even loaded. And the dash C flag allows us to run an EX command after sourcing the vimrc and loading a buffer. Both of these are going to come in handy. For starters, let's try profiling my vimrc file. We'll tell Vim to write the results to a file called vimrc.profile. With a second ex command, we'll instruct Vim that we want it to profile the vimrc file. When we run this command, Vim launches up as usual. Now let's quit Vim, and we should see that there's a new file, vimrc.profile. Let's have a look inside. This first block shows the time spent sourcing the script. In the next block, we get a breakdown for each function. And at the end of the file, we get a summary of functions sorted by execution time. Well, there's not much to see at the moment. These functions have been loaded into memory, but none of them have been executed. So let's try that again. But this time, I'll tell Vim to execute the zzz function after loading the first file. Remember, the cmd commands are run before the vimrc file loads while the dash c commands are run after the first buffer is loaded. Run that, wait a bit, quit vim, and let's have another look at the profile data. This time, the function summary shows that the zzz function has been called once. The total time is the time passed while the function was executing. The self time is the total time reduced by the time spent in other user-defined functions, source scripts, and external shell commands. If we take a look at the function in my vimrc, you'll see at once why it's taking so long to run. If you were following along in the last episode, you might have spotted a flaw in the implementation of the Markdown folding script. This sample document should demonstrate if a new line begins with a hash symbol inside of a fenced code block, it should not create a new fold. Let me demonstrate my first attempt at solving this issue. If I open up the sample document, you should see that the folding expression now ignores the lines inside of the fenced code block. You won't observe any problems with a small file such as this, but watch what happens if I open a longer markdown file. 
It takes a few seconds to load. And while we're waiting, note that Vim is maxing out one of my processors. That wouldn't do at all. Let's profile the folding script and see if we can locate the bottleneck. Here, I've created a bash script that sets up profiling and launches Vim with the 1500 line markdown file. Note that it analyzes the markdown folding.vim script and saves the results to a file at the path specified here. I'll save that file and make it executable. And now we can profile the script just by running dot slash and the name of the script. That launches Vim with profiling enabled. As before, we're seeing a delay of several seconds before the buffer opens. Now we'll quit Vim and open up the results file. If we skip to the summary at the end, it's immediately obvious where the bottleneck is. This function called isFenced is taking about five seconds to run. Let's find the detailed breakdown of the isFenced function. Here we get a total number of calls and the time spent executing the function. But we also get a breakdown of the time spent executing each line within the function. Clearly, this call to the search pair pos function is quite expensive. It doesn't help that it's been called over 1,500 times. If we look at the code, there's a really simple optimization that we can make. This heading depth function is called once for every line in the file. At the moment, it checks every single line to see if it's part of a fenced code block. But we only actually care about that if the line in question looks like a markdown heading. So let's move the isFence test down here so that it only runs if the current line starts with a hash symbol. We'll save that change, then run the profiling script again. Straight away, it's clear that things are running faster. We'll quit Vim, then open up the results file. Recall that the previous benchmark took about five seconds. This small change has cut it down to just over a second. It's a big improvement, but it's still not good enough. The search pair pause function works by looking forward and backward from the current cursor position for an opening pattern and a closing pattern. It does the job, but as we've seen, it's expensive to run. My next idea was to simply look at the syntax highlighting for the current line and check if it used the syntax group markdown code. I can quickly demonstrate by running this expression. If I place my cursor on a header and run this, it outputs markdown h1. If I place my cursor on a code block, it outputs markdown code. Let's throw out this expensive algorithm and replace it with a simple syntax check. Save the file, then run the profiling script again. Bang, that was quick. Let's have a look at the results. Now the isFenced function is completing in about 100 milliseconds. That's down from about one second when we used the search pair pause function. So we've made another massive gain and I'm happy to call that good enough for now. Thanks to Sergey Alexandrov for raising this issue on GitHub. I learned a lot by working through it, and I hope this demonstration will inspire other plugin authors to work through any performance issues. The information in this video is summarized in the accompanying show notes. If you have any questions, requests, or recommendations, 
then you can contact me at drew at vimcasts.org.